Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about greed. Let's talk being broke, living in poverty. Let's talk about black. Let's talk about white. Let's talk about how we still fight for our rights. Let's talk government, sex schemes, and drugs. And let's talk about God. Let's talk about love. Let's discuss our feelings. Welcome to Blessed to Be Us. I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantra Levet, and this is Bougie Bible Study. If you are new here, I'd like to welcome you to the number one Bible study class that you will ever come across. And if you are not new here, you already know how we get down as we dive into the Bible and read a chapter a week and get the inside story of what took place back in the ancient times that's still vital and preached around the world all today in different languages, different books. And it just means so much to have a relationship with God that sometimes some of us don't know how that is or we don't know how it goes so i'm here being an advocate for the lord as he used me to dive into the bible just so that i could read the stories and get an insight for him on my understanding now i'm not a prophet or i'm not someone to prophesy over you if you are looking for a preacher or a prophecy or something like that i advise you to go ahead and go to church link in with your local pastors preachers or anything like that for this is solely just a bible study class i am a sinner just like everybody else but i love to walk in relationship with god and i love to learn about the exciting things in his word what he has for me and i advise every Everybody, all my listeners, friends, families, and cousins to also walk in relationship with God. Now, how do you do that? You simply just pick up the Bible and you start asking God to help you decipher the words so that he can go and move before you so that you can always revert back to the Bible for anything that the Lord may want to speak to you about or just walking in relationship with the Lord. It is very vital and essential for your life and that's what I will advise as a cousin in Christ. We are in episode 39, which is class 39. We've been doing this for some time. And our class today is Psalms 51. The title for our class is A Classic Confession, which is the confession of King David from what he did with Bathsheba and all that stuff that took place from the previous episodes that we did before. Now, if you are new here, I advise you to go check out the episodes before this so that you can get an understanding of how this podcast go. For again, this is not a church sermon. I am not your preacher. I am a sinner. I walk and look to the Lord just like everybody else. Okay? But I'm allowing God to use me so that I could go into the Bible to get an understanding for myself. And I pray and hope that you also get an understanding for yourself. Because what he's speaking to me about, I don't think he's speaking to you about. But how we come together and unite for the world is something that he has planned for all of us. So, I welcome you, my cousin in Christ, to the number one Bible study class that you will 
will ever come across and that's on period okay now you can read out of any version bible you choose to that is your business you can listen on your phone or you can simply just put your headphones on listen on your headphones or anything like that read out of any version bible you choose to that's your business i read out of the niv version i have a bible plan here a tracker bible that's allowing me to jump in and out of chapters to give me the understanding that i need now we've been 14 weeks in the old testament with a few more weeks still to go go ahead and check out any episode before this so that you can get an understanding of how these classes go if you are ready i am ready go ahead and grab your bible again class will be in psalms 51 and our title is a classic confession For the director of music, a psalm of David. When the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Now, we did do that episode, so you might want to go check that out. It's called David and Bathsheba. Let's go. Psalms 51 verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my inequity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was in sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desire faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in the secret place. Cleanse me with high soap and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my inequity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your way so that sinners return back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God my Savior. And my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I will bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifice of the righteous, and burnt offerings offered whole then bulls will be offered on your altar. And that's the end of our chapter. What a very short, straight to the point chapter. This confession is from King David. You have to check out the episodes before this, which is David and Bathsheba, 2 Samuel 11. 2 Samuel 12, Nathan rebukes of the king. Check out those two episodes to understand this episode in a whole. This is David's confession to God. When God was not happy with what David did, 
God let David know that he was going to experience a hardship on his life and his family. And that's because of what David did. Now here you have in Psalms 51, a true confession of David just admitting that God is still worthy and righteous in his decision. It made so much sense to David to accept the guilt and the punishment that God allowed on his life that he didn't do anything but confess that his sins was there and that God always wanted faithfulness from his children, even from birth. So in summary, as we break it down, the part that sticks out is creating me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. We all fall short to our sinful nature. No one is disqualified from falling short of your sin. We all end up doing that right so it's more so of us just confessing our sins to the lord he knows what we did but confessing them letting the lord know that his decision his discipline acts on us his blessings on us his steadfast spirit on us everything that he provides for us is right is good for us whether we like it or not and to hear david in this speech is more of so like all of us we all have sins so 5110 this poem of remembrance survives as the most impressive outcome of david's sordid affair with bathsheba it is one thing for a king to confess a moral lapse in private to a prophet it is quite a different matter for him to compose a detailed account of that confession to be sung throughout the land and ultimately around the world all nations have heroes perhaps uniquely however israel recall its greatest heroes failing in epic literature the greatest king in Israel's history acted like the worst. And this eloquent psalm, possibly used in worship service as a guide for confession, shows that Israel ultimately remembered David more for his humble response to his failure than for his military or political achievements. Step by step, the psalms takes the reader or singer through the stages of repentance. It describes the constant mental replays. Oh, if only I had a chance to do it over. The gnawing guilt, the shame, and finally the hope for a new beginning that springs from true repentance. David's great legacy. David lived under Old Testament law, which prescribed a harsh punishment for his crimes. Death by stoning. Yet, in a remarkable way, this psalm transcends the rigid formulas of law and reveals the true nature of sin as a broken relationship with God. Against you, you only have I sinned, David cried out. No ritual sacrifice or religious ceremonies will cause his guilt to vanish. God wants a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Those David has. He knew his place before God, and this humility made him a sterling example for his people. The best king of Israel fell the farthest, but he couldn't fall, nor can anyone fall, beyond the reach of God's love and forgiveness. Just like what the chapter say, we all get in those feelings 
of the unknown of feeling like, man, do God forgive me? Will I ever be forgiven for this? I was wrong for committing this, doing whatever crime or causing whatever problem or acting a certain way. And a lot of times, a lot of us get so caught up in those feelings or actions that we forget that God is a forgiving God. And even though he's going to punish us, punishment is just by allowing him to still forgive us and carry on. I think for me, reading the story of David and seeing everything that took place, how it all had to unfold, sometimes we take our position for granted. Sometimes we take God's love for granted, his forgiveness, his peace, his healing, his giving. We take all of that for granted and we forget the position he has us in. None of us are disqualified from being used by God. None of us are disqualified for being used by God. It doesn't matter what you have done in your life. It doesn't matter where you come from in your life. You are not disqualified to be used by God. To hear David confess and to hear that God just wanted David's broken spirit, it made sense to me because when you see the story unfold of what he did, he never lied about it. He never denied it. He never tried to act like what he did wasn't wrong. He actually went through the emotions and feelings and everything that took place because he took his position for granted. He used his position and the power and an authority that he should not have done. He slept with Bathsheba when Bathsheba belonged to Uriah. He got Uriah killed by putting him on the front line in the battle and then Bathsheba got pregnant which would have would have been David's child and when Nathan came to confront David for God David did not deny his actions and he went into full repentance and this is a poem in the song from David that was later on seen in the old times so I'm not in the old times but this is stories from the old times and if you can take the stories from the old times and apply them for today you can see how the bible is just so vital and essential for your life how you can use the stories of the bible and compare them to the stories of your life or maybe to somebody that you may know and you can see how God works in our life now it's amazing to me to see that David's what he really did like the guilt the problem that he caused wasn't really the thing that the people looked to the people more was so intrigued by his confession his humiliation to God and how he was able to repent and sing this song and confess his wrongdoings to let God know that what God was doing was right and where he was at in life where David was at in life was wrong it it says to me a lot about me about people because I sometimes don't feel like I'm qualified for God's forgiveness if I may do something wrong I'm not perfect I'm a sinner just like everybody else what people may not know about me is maybe my work life you know where I come from and some people will say like how could you be reading the bible how could you worship God and you a stripper but in reality God is stripping me because that's not my final destination that's not going to be the place that I end up at but use that against me or even allow the enemy to use that against me 
It's like, no, God could use you in any position you are, any place that you are in life, no matter what, God will use you. And if he say you qualify, you qualify. Now, the confession that David did for God is simply a song that Israel was able to utilize and see that everybody falls short. Nobody will fall far where God can't use you. Like, nobody. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. God is beautiful. He's amazing. But when it, when I think of sacrifice, I think about sacrificing ourselves. Everything that's not like God, you know, giving that up for God to use, to break, to strip. I always say, you know, for me, I'm being stripped by Christ, no matter my occupations. Because amongst many things, even though I'm a stripper, I'm many more things than that. I'm a real estate agent. I'm a life insurance agent. I'm a licensed esthetician. I am a student getting my business degree. Like, there's so many things about me that I'm very honored and blessed to be being used by God. No matter what position or decisions I make, I know that God is just. And he's just to the unjust. And he is like the ultimate everything. So when I get in trouble by God, I know that it's worth it. I know that I can't fall too hard. I can't fall where God can't catch me. I can't miss love where it's not available for God. If I'm looking for peace in the world, that's wrong because I know I can find that in God's word. I don't know about you, but every time I get like a message from God or I end up coming across a scripture from God or a note from God, it, it does something to my spirit. It brings a different light. It changes my mood. It changes my whole atmosphere. And so for me, I take honor in that. So the question is, would you lose respect for a leader if he or she admitted failures as openly as David did? Uh, when it comes to the leaders of our world, I guess you can say, I, I mean, for me, if respect, when it comes to respect, I don't really respect that many people. I, I respect people as much as I need to be. Like, I'll give you the respect that's needed to be. But outside of that, you know, respect has to be earned. Respect people enough that you can respect their wishes in their life and stuff. And when it comes to the leaders, for I'm going to just talk about the leaders of the, of the church. Now, when it comes to these church leaders now, it's a lot of bullcrap going on. It's a lot of false preaching going on. It's a lot of taking God's words and using it for their own benefits. It's a lot of that going on. So when I see a preacher in a higher position or I see people leaders in a higher position, I see them make mistakes or whatever the case may be. It's not so more for when you confess, when you admit your failures, that people will lose respect for you. I think people automatically lose respect for you if you are in a higher position because you should know better. Now, respect can be also earned back, but it's always going to be a little respect removed when somebody is in a higher position and they mess up, even if you admit to it. Now, admitting to it gives you points because it shows that you take accountability for your actions. Now, if you admit to it you and you repeat it again, then, yeah, 
you don't deserve respect. But who am I to say? I don't know. I was just, this is just a question. Would you lose respect for a leader if he or she admitted failures as openly as David did? But it's always going to be a little side eye that this person is capable of doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And that's just how I look at it. I'm asking God to work on me in certain areas in my life. So yeah, y'all, I'm just a sinner just like everybody else. So don't quote me because God is still working on me. (laughs) The question is for all of us, all right? And you have been rocking with your cousin. That was the end of today's episode. It was very short. It was cute. Go ahead and send this message to anybody you feel may benefit from it. We all fall short and we all should be able to confess our failures to the Lord because you know what forgiveness matters the Lord forgiveness matters and he forgives all of us you just have to feel it in your heart you have to feel that forgiveness God is pouring it out on all of us every day so yes you guys you've been rocking with your cousin Juan Trelevet on bougie bible studies go ahead and check us out on social media blessed to be as facebook bougie bible studies the links is somewhere down below check us out all on social media go ahead and support this podcast and the change is coming you guys i forgot to say happy new year but happy new year the change is coming 2023 action is being put into place don't hold me short we got a few more episodes one two three we got three more episodes to be in the old testament and then we're going to go into 14 weeks of becoming a christian again you can join you can send this message to somebody but the surprise is coming the show is going up y'all we i can't really say much but the change is happening you guys and i just want you guys here so stay tuned we're gonna be going back visual i gotta get in front of the screen i gotta get in front of the camera i'm getting myself pumped up and prepared for it so just rock with your cousin give me a little time and we will be storming in action but until next time you guys i'm your cousin in christ and this is blessed to be as bougie bible studies i will talk to you next week